Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So, Ms. Twyford, how are things with you? Absolutely wonderful. The cycling's paying off. I'm getting fitter. Are you? Yeah. Ah. You, yeah, you should, yeah. I'm a bit worried because I think, you know, when you see all these guys out in bikes, they're a bit of a midlife crisis, but I don't think you've hit that yet. So I know no, that you're not one of those. You're not one that's of those. Next, next week's issue. Is yeah. it? Oh, next, okay. No, I got, a, I got a heart rate monitor and my, my heart rate is starting now to actually uh, get better attuned to the cycling. So it is telling me that I'm, I've gone from having a heart attack to now actually and actually become fitter. So uh, I'm well chuffed. Maybe I should get one of those for later on in the show. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> when you're flat <laughs> <For me>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder when that'll be. Um, talking about ideas, um, that's an interesting gadget. I have been starting to think about the C word. Oh, yes. The C word. Now, 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 hold on a second. You might have some other idea what a C word is. There are different words out there beginning with C. But the one I'm thinking of is Christmas shopping. Uh, you know, I'm actually, yeah, I'm normally a bit of a, I think I was a man in a previous life, a bit of a last minute.com when it comes to Christmas shopping. I'm usually like Christmas Eve, you know, when you have to do it, just get on and do it, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I can't believe that we're, uh, we're kind of, we're even talking about Christmas. I know. Where's the year going? Like, you know, um, well, put it this way. I think the way things are going, it's going to be a lot of online shopping. I mean, my hobby David would normally be he'd start in September and it is quite worrying I keep going oh no that's too early for me you know I'm just not into that you know so um so I thought I um should get my skits on and get in the surfing on the e-commerce angle for a change rather than brave the shopping centers so as you know I'm not a fan of queuing and shopping online probably is the way to go especially now with COVID and all that's gone on um Talking of online shopping, what would your favorite one be? A site? Oh, well, I, I think hands down, and this is, uh, I think it's probably nearly everybody's favorite is I love Amazon, but in particular, I do all my shopping through the Amazon shopping app on my mobile. You do not. I certainly do. Um, no, I think just Amazon, well, for me, Amazon have just got it so right, like, especially now that I get into the cycling. You know, yeah. I go on to the Amazon app and because I bought maybe some waterproofs or um, some gear for the bike, they will show me kind of other things I might not have thought of. Um, and even say for Neve, my wife, who might be into, say, yoga or specialty teas, I would have got her stuff before. And they're showing me ideas for this Christmas that I would never have thought of. So they're making me look really good. Christmas presents. <laughs> ah, at least something's making you look really good. Um, oh, I know. But actually, do you know who actually gave me lots of ideas of how to look good online? Was uh, our last week's uh, guest, Melanie Dorada. Or is it Dorado? Dodaro. Dodaro. Oh, Dodaro even. Is it Dodaro? <laughs> Melanie Dodaro. Oh, okay. I'm going to get shot on LinkedIn for that. But um, yeah, that was an interesting angle that she was talking about, you know, warming um, up your possible connections. What what did you think of that? Yeah, like like Melanie really knows her stuff when it comes to LinkedIn. I think definitely if you missed that show, tune into it on the podcast because she lays out a really 
brilliant framework. Yeah, I think, it's for, like the, it was like a step by step guide, wasn't it? Um, like, you know, uh, yeah, just to kind of, yeah, to kind of, you know, connect properly with people and then create the follow up rather than just going to go sell, 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 you know, and turn people yeah, off. So. Yeah, I hate when you get those messages. Um, uh, another thing that I would hope that I can sidestep, I know is coming up. Um, <laughs> well, so maybe that heart monitor might be coming into play now when you start flatlining yeah. and you yeah, can I'm hear the smoke email. Really, I'm, so. I'm off to Amazon now. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> No, but Eber, yes, you know, this is your favorite part of the show. I know you you tell everybody that you hate them, but deep down, I know you're stockpiling these, you know, for your own Christmas dinner around the table. Tell it to the family, you know, the mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually convinced you're going to come out with your own box of Christmas crackers. Because <laughs> they're all, because you always say they're all classics. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I suppose let's go with that theme. This one is a cracker, Eber. It really is. <laughs> Well, okay. So, will uh, will I lay it on you the uh, the episode's joke for today? Oh, go on! I'll okay. play along. Super. So, why did the priest get a degree in digital marketing? Hmm. I don't know. Did he have a d- divine intervention there, or you know? Well, maybe he did. Maybe that was the reason he, he went for the degree. But he really wanted to boost his conversion rates. That's sinful. That is sinful. <laughs> You're off. I hope he gives uh-huh. you, the, you know, 10 decades of the rosary for that, you know. Yeah, I, I, um, I go straight to hell for that one, I think. Yeah, well, so. you def- definitely didn't convert me on that one. But um, <laughs> all I can say is if you find today's social media joke ever engaging and would love more of them, please know. Um, you're in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed all our other shows by hopping on the podcast on the Let's Get Social show on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin South FM. So do go check them out. Please do. Uh, give me all the support because I definitely need them after all the criticism that Emer constantly gives me after yeah, these shows. Yeah, yeah, you might actually convert yeah. a few more people. But anyway, we'll park well, that. Well, like- well speaking, speaking of converting, hopefully... I converted our special guest today with that joke. Um, and he has quite a few strings to his bow, you know, from working with Microsoft. He moved into the world of entrepreneurship and investing. He founded various organizations, including the Digital Marketing Institute, where I did my digital marketing uh, degree. Um, he's an advisor. He mentors. Um, he runs the high-profile conferences events, such as 3XE. He's also currently the founder of the Coding Institute. And that's not all. And all I want to know is what does he do on his day off? Founder, entrepreneur, investor, board member, advisor, leader. Welcome, Anthony Quigley, to Let's Get Social. Thanks, Philip. Hi, Emer. How are How you? Are you today? I am good. I'm good. This is, is my you? day off. <laughs> so, uh, what are oh, we to spend it? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not really. Um, so, Philip, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your social media jokes. Excellent. And, uh, I'm such a good fan. I what I do is I write them down and store them, but nice. I won't be uh, won't be telling any. I'm afraid today. Okay. Uh, but I'm just hoping that that priest, by the way, was converted by the Digital Marketing Institute. I reckon he was. There's only there's only one place to do your digital marketing in this country, in my opinion, and that's the DMI because that's well, where actually, I did it. Well, actually, it goes further than that. I think at this stage, Digital Marketing Institute has converted about uh, seventy to 80,000 people. So that's wow. how many yeah. people yeah. So it's, British, a, it's, British it's definitely a global, global yeah. business now. 
Yeah. Well, I, I just want to say I didn't meet you through those streams. I met you through, uh, you used to be involved in quite a lot of events uh, with 3XE. And uh, I met you through someone who was on our show on a previous occasion, Mary Claire Bayard of Nye Media oh, yeah. Live. And, uh, you know, as I have to say, she really, uh, she, I have to say, she really, lots of buzz and energy, especially at the events. Um, I really don't know where she gets it from. She must have an extra battery in her bag or something. But um, as yes, I say, uh, that's just, that just only feels like yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 3XE was, uh, was uh, a great little business. We've run it for probably five years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now it's, been, it's been completely devastated now because you can't run events. No, uh, you know, we used no. to get three or four hundred people in a room, so you can't oh, do yeah. that anymore. So, unfortunately, um, I'm on to other different things, all in education uh, at the moment. Great. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an interesting time. You know, you, I don't know where you guys are, but I happen to be in South County Dublin, uh, but I could be in Barcelona or Lisbon. You know, at this yeah, point, yeah, yeah. because we're all now getting so used to working from home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the new norm. Like myself and Emer, we've been recording now the radio show since uh, it's probably March, is it, Emer? It is, yeah. It is March, you know, and yeah. it's now second nature just to come on and do the show. And we've talked to lots of great people like yourself, you know. Like we've had numerous guests now since March, you know, recording, yeah. and they're all in the same boat. Um, yeah. Yeah, everybody's in the same boat. And by the way, I wouldn't say great people like myself until you hear me for the next half hour. <laughs> well, see, this, this you is might change your mind. This is where I see. This is where I give all my loyal joke fans a real big kudos, and the fact that you like the jokes, you're you're getting bigged up here. Aren't you? Mm. All right. I love your jokes, Philip. By the way, I'm on my knees, bending oh. down, and saying, "Hail, Philip!" <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So welcome to Esca Social with me, my friend Anthony Quigley. Emer, you're oh, fired. Oh, my door, my door. Fair enough. Um, but no, Anthony, it is great to have you on today. And no doubt, you know, with all of your skills and knowledge, we'll probably go off on lots of different tangents. But we wanted to try and framework a topic for the listeners today. And we were thinking of going down a conversation around e-commerce because it's become definitely a buzzword, but probably an essential kind of thing that businesses, especially now with COVID, need to be looking at. And um, mm. and, and I suppose, you know, if someone is kind of new to the whole world of e-commerce and doesn't even really understand what the terminology, terminology is, would you be able just to tell the audience, mm. you know, what is e-commerce in plain language? Well, it's, it's interesting that you started off talking about um, Amazon. And Amazon is, is uh, I was going to say probably, but I'd say at this stage, definitely the biggest e-commerce player in the world. Yeah. And e-commerce really is the idea around or the process around buying and selling uh, through electronic means. So the internet. So you go on and you buy a book, that's e-commerce. You sell a service, that's e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever whatever means, it, it, it's usually fre- referred to in terms of uh, financial transactions. So companies like uh, Stripe and PayPal and so on have done this astoundingly well because yeah. they're facilitating the transfer of these funds. And the funds could be micro funds. So you might be buying, um, I buy the New York Times, four euros a, a month, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the, the Examiner or the Irish Times or whatever it is, all the way through to, um, well, you can buy a Tesla online if you want. Um, oh. The Tesla X is in the region of 100, 
hundred thousand euros. So, you know, you could you could buy that online. Let so, me get my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no, Philip, you'd never give up your bike. So you know. It's very um, true. Yeah. Very um, true. Now, but <laughs> I did want to talk about this. So you're a bit of a mammal, are you? Yes. You know what a mammal is? The middle-aged man in lycra. Oh, oh right. Oh, oh. well, I haven't I haven't got to the lycra yet. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, have you not? Ah, okay. Because I enjoy that. That's what I. You were asking me what I do at the weekends. <laughs> oh. Frocks and lycra. But um, nice. I'm I'm a big I'm a big cyclist at the moment um very good so so i know all about the cycling and i'm thinking of buying a bike which will be purchased online yeah so what i'll do is i'll I'll make all the decisions and um just purchase probably purchase it on fully online um so and people that's the thing you know that's what e-commerce is now it's just the ability to uh deal whether it's a buyer or a seller online without having to actually turn up in a retail store so so it, it's the beginning well actually we're halfway through the death of retail um, mm. and retail is retail is unfortunately dying because it is a very physical thing which is you know it's yeah. a nice thing to do to go to a well for some people i'm not a great shopper by the way um, me too i'm neither yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hate it you know i don't like the queuing i don't like queuing um you know there's other things to be doing with your time Actually, talking yeah. about, you know, e-commerce and then you have, tr- we were, as I say, the traditional commerce, which is like, you can go in and you try before you buy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I probably have just said that. And I was going to say to you, what do you see are the differences, you know? So as you were saying, it's the online transaction, I suppose. Well, well, there's a few different, you know, you can be B2C, B2B, C2C, et cetera. Yeah. So what yeah. I mean by that is B2C is business to consumer. So yeah. that's primarily what we know about Amazon or Brand Thomas or Debenhams or, you know, any of the stores that you, you would yeah. buy a book or a pair of trousers or a shirt mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, C2C, consumer to consumer, is more mm-hmm. marketplace stuff. So Like uh, eBay. eBay, yeah. 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 Or any of those. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's B2B, of course, as well. So if you're in business, so I have a, you know, I have a, I have a business, I have a new mm. business. So we use a product called HubSpot. We use banking. We mm-hmm. use account software. We do nothing in, you know, we don't have any software on a server in the office. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that for 10, 12, 12 years. Yeah. Um, so we purchase from large companies. So all of those, in fact, Netflix, I was thinking about your, uh, mm. your Amazon and, mm. and uh, the recommendation. So Netflix is, is, is a beat is a B2C product. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an e-commerce product. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be that, you know, years ago you'd go to uh, Blockbusters uh, and yeah. Extravision. Right. Extravision, yeah. 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 yeah, you rent it, it, it uh, what's called it, the DVD, yeah. CD, whatever, whatever they were called. And uh, Netflix, did you know Netflix's original uh, business was renting DVDs? So... You know, with Blockbuster, you go into the shop and you give them three days to watch it and bring it back again. Yeah. Um, well, what the, what what uh, Netflix did was uh, they just had a warehouse of all these DVDs and you would go online and you would mark your top 10. They'd send you number one. As soon as the number one came back, and you could keep it for as long as you want, uh, they'd send you number two in the post. Mm. And they send you a letter, a, a return envelope, and so on. And then, then when the broadband became uh, wide enough and you know fast enough, hmm. they just moved to instead of sending you a rented DVD, deliver it online. That was the birth of um, of uh, of Netflix. Wow! Gosh, that's there interesting. 
There you go. But the, the thing about Netflix, and the reason I brought that up is you mentioned Amazon and recommendations, and, and mm. people are talking about recommendations, yeah. you know, for your wife or whatever. Yeah. If you think about e-commerce at a high level, Amazon is phenomenally good at this. Now, they're also, they, they do a lot of smart things behind the scenes. But if you buy a, um, I'm just looking around here, buy a new Mac, they might recommend buy this set of headphones and this keyboard because they go with that. Or if you go and buy a shirt with stripes on it, they might say, oh, look, there's another shirt over here with different colored stripes that would suit you in the same size. And if you buy the two of them, we'll give you 20% off or whatever it is. Mm. So they're great at recommendations. Yeah. But look at Netflix. Netflix is a brilliant operator at, mm. at recommendations. So your, do, you have, do you both have Netflix? I presume you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. do, yeah. So, so Emer, you go on to Netflix and you will see recommendations which are completely yeah. different than mine and completely different to Philips. And it's based on what you've been watching uh, up to now. So I, thought, I, I thought it was based on good taste. Well, yeah. it's that as well. Of course it's that as well. I'm sure they call you up regularly. But it's, oh, yeah, but it's a phenomenally well-constructed recommendation engine. Mm. And but they do it, the same also. They do the same on, on like Amazon. Uh, oh, as they, you were saying, yeah, with all the exactly, other people. Exactly, they do yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. But the point I'm going to make is, have a look. Have you looked at Apple streaming, Apple TV? No. I uh, no, no recommendations. No. No recommendations. Right. So you have to go on there and search for films or dramas or whatever. Mm. There's no recommendations. So what you see, what what Emer sees, what Philip sees, and what I see is exactly the same. So there's no personality in there. There's no personalization. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so they're missing out on that on that trick. Now they will get it because Apple are, a, are a, an amazing company. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting if you have a good recommendation engine in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can really upsell and cross-sell very, very well. And companies like Amazon and Netflix do that. Because Netflix, if you think about it, Netflix wants you to sit down every night and watch their stuff, not somebody else. They don't want you to watch the 9 o'clock news or the, or the NBA football or the, you know, the Champions League. They yeah. want you to watch Netflix. So they will give you what they believe you are going to watch. Amazon wants you to continue to shop with them. In fact, I reckon there's a day coming where Amazon will just send you goods based on what you on what they think you want (laughs) and you just send them back if you don't want them I'm convinced that they're going to get there yeah I I think you're probably right because Mm -hmm. like I took out the as I was saying teamer I took out the the Amazon Prime best thing I felt I ever did because I always kind of feel and maybe if I toss it all up I'm probably not getting as many savings as I think I am Mm. but I kind of feel I'm getting savings and I feel I'm getting the stuff quicker you know Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting (laughs) to see though if they go ahead uh, I don't like. I don't know if they ever did it in America, but you know there was talks they were going to send people's parcels via drone and all that kind of stuff. Well, they're starting. There's a guy in in Dublin doing that. Oh, is there? Bobby right. Healy. Oh, right. So Bobby Healy has a company. I don't. I can't remember what it's called. Google it there. Bobby Healy. He used to be part of Car Trawler. He right. sold out of Car Trawler a few years ago. But he's doing. Uh, he, he's he's now uh, testing it. He's. I think he's in beta test. Right. For a drone delivery of food. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can order your food from the whatever Chinese takeaway and it'll get dropped to you directly wow. to your house. Um, oh, well, I'm okay there because I've, I've got a chef here, so I'm grand. I won't have yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, Emer's lucky. Uh, the, the rest was I don't cook. Drone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cook, and sometimes I don't bake. <laughs> she talks about it. That's all she talks about in this show, but she doesn't read them, you know. Talk, talk about it. How to, how to, you know. <laughs> um, but so, 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 sorry, come back all the way to what is e commerce? E commerce is everything that we do online in terms buying. of buying, buying and selling and so on. And most of us, you know, sorry, lots of us who have businesses are in the sell side. Mm-hmm. And all of us are consumers and we're on the buy side. And yeah. so it's just, you know, and people don't need to think about, well, what's B2C and B2C or B2B? Mm-hmm. It's just you go online, you buy stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think if you, it, you know, if you think about it, do you know ASOS um, and there's the big clothes stores, online clothing stores? They yeah. figured out how, because if you think about what's the difference between going into, I don't know, Brown Thomas or, or, or another shop to buy stuff, you go in, you touch and feel and you, yeah. uh, you know, you try it on and, mm. you know, does it look good in the mirror, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the challenges that e-commerce companies have is how to get over that and how to be better, how to provide a better service. Mm. So one of the ways is, you know, I, I like shirts from a company called, I can't remember what it's called anymore. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's some London company. So I'll buy shirts that are made by the same company because I know they fit and the style is right and so on. But if you want mm. a new shirt, you're going to have to bring. So actually, I'm not a great shopper. Yeah. However, my wife is a great shopper. So she, well, not recently, about a couple of years ago, she brought me home 10 shirts and said, okay, wow. pick, the, pick three or four and I'll just bring back the rest. That's the physical world. So, yeah. I had, so and that's what I did. I picked three and I said, yeah, they're great. Uh, so she brought back the other seven and uh, happy days. Mm. So how do you replicate that in the online world, in, a, in an e-commerce world? And ASOS, our big UK um, uh, retailer. Agent. You've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or Decathlon or any of these guys. Yeah, yeah. They have a mechanism and a process now where you can buy your 10 shirts Try on the, the ones you want, pick the ones you want, and send back the seven that you don't want. And mm-hmm. it's all, they'll pay for that return and so on. Um, so it's, it, it's in place, which is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, like I suppose the way, like, like I suppose because of the enforced lockdown on so many uh, businesses across the globe, I suppose the whole role of buying online, you know, um, has become more prevalent because it's the only mm. way you pay nearly um like i suppose for say companies that are maybe listening to this that may need to pivot anthony from mm-hmm. and try and start looking at e-commerce obviously some of the features you know having obviously uh, a back end and a front end on the website you know the the payments options like stripe or paypal could you talk to maybe top line some of the features of an e-commerce site that a business would need to start to look at in order to, to offer it? Well, well, the first thing I'll say is it's so much easier than it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a few years ago trying to, to get it sorted and the banks wouldn't talk to anybody. They had a middleman, a merchant and so on and so forth. These days, you go on to stripe.com and in about literally 10 minutes, you can have a button on your website that says buy now. Mm-hmm. So if you have a very complex web, sorry, if you have a complex suite of products, then, uh, you know, that takes some work. But it, it's become so easy that you can just literally plug in the, um, 
the merchants. So whether it's Stripe or or you know just any credit card. So I'm using Stripe as a you know as a yeah. general a general a general word for I take a credit card payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's lots of credit card payments out there. Yeah. Uh, um, and and PayPal is just a, is not a credit card payment, but they'll take credit cards. But it's more more of a closed shop um, uh, transfer money transfer process. Um, but relatively speaking, to a few years ago, it's very simple. Um, it you know. However, I will also acknowledge the fact that I been through this for the last 15 to 20 years so Mm. it appears simple to me so if somebody out there has a website let's say they're selling bikes bicycles exactly okay so you could you could you could with not a huge amount of effort uh you need to probably hire somebody with a bit of tech knowledge um to upgrade your website to add a a button beside each bike to say, I could buy this bike now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, have, have, have things like discounting and, uh, you know, various cards and so on and so forth. But you can, it, it's, it's not a, you know, th- without going into the detail of, of going into the back end and, you know, what kind of website and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. it's not a complex thing. Mm-hmm. And every website developer in the world does this. Mm-hmm. So it's not hard to find somebody who can, who can do this. You know, the devil is quite often in the detail. So it's, you know, does the button allow you to add in discount coding? Does it allow you to be flexible? If somebody rings up and you say, oh, yeah, we'll give them 7.5% because mm-hmm. he's a good customer. Can you do that on the fly, et cetera, et cetera. So, but to get up and running, it's it, it's not particularly hard. But you can also, by the way, sorry, and I, I, I just digress into, you could set up an Amazon shop if you're if you're selling bikes or mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or bricks or houses or cars, you could set up a set up a, a, a an Amazon shop or an eBay shop or a, a shop on Etsy. Um, are you familiar with Etsy? Oh yeah, Etsy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Etsy's a great E T S Y great craft based um, uh, website. Um, you could so so if you're doing, for instance, masks. I have a mask. Everyone has a mask, mm. and you you're a mask producer. Um, and you have funky designs. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could go onto Etsy, and Etsy have the e-commerce set up for you right. um, already. So you, what you do is you add the photographs of the masks, put a price against them, and Etsy looks after the rest. And there's another company called Shopify. Yes, um, Shopify is uh, so Etsy is you put your products in there. Shopify is they look at they they allow you to have your own website, so you'd have. Um, emerduffy.com or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you would be selling your masks and the payment goes to you as opposed to through etsy uh, mm-hmm. with shopify but shopify is a, a fantastic uh, product it's, it's basically starting to compete with amazon yeah yeah yeah, yeah become very big in the old e-commerce space i see them yeah, huge. place you know so like you have your as anthony like uh you have some advantages and then you have some drawbacks as well um, when it comes to e-commerce, what would you say are the advantages and what would you say are the drawbacks? And um, Drawbacks are, are, I think, as I've mentioned, the lack of physical presence. Mm. Um, mm. So what you have to do is work hard to be, to overcome those. Yeah. And so, and I, I would, I would, I'll bring in MySpace, which is not, sorry, not the company MySpace, which is long gone, but my sector, which is education. So in our world, everything is online. 
Yeah. We, we went online 10 years ago. Um, so that's the, you know, we're not, we're not reacting to the pandemic by going online. Everything that I do in education, whether it's digital marketing or UX or CX or corporate governance or coding, it's all online and always has been and always going to be. Mm. Um, so the challenge that we always faced was how do you replicate the classroom online? Or should we replicate the classroom online? Or should we ignore the bits of networking that you get in the classroom? You know, how do you give the same level of service? And that's okay. That, that's easier. I won't say it's okay. It's easier in my space because I teach professionals. Uh, so it's, a, it's more upskilling. Mm. Um, in Code Institute, we definitely, we, you know, we take people from not knowing any code to getting a job in coding. Mm-hmm. So how do you engage them? Because this is a long process. It, it takes about a year for most yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have to get, they have to sit down and code probably two or three nights a week, they're learning stuff, they're going out to work in, in an admin job or a tech support job or in a garage or coffee mm. shop, whatever it is, during the daytime, mm. and they're learning this stuff at nighttime. So that's a long process. So how do we keep them engaged? Mm. And, that's, and that's hard, but we have, we have tools and techniques and so on to do that. And you have shorter courses like uh, you know, the Corporate Governance Institute, which is we have a 30-hour course. And how do you bring the presence of the classroom online can you use slack for community uh is zoom the right tool should mm. you record this should you have separate classrooms within zoom and um, how do you bring that because to be honest you know we compete with in the online space in the online education space we compete with classroom space yeah um, and we're often you know the, the the reaction is often oh i want to do this in the classroom and my reaction is but then you're not my customer. So please step aside. I have a lot mm-hmm. more people to talk to. And it's very simple. We're mm-hmm. very, very simple about this. Is if you want to go in a classroom, then you're not for us and we're not for you. Good luck now. Um, because there's lots of people out there who want to learn and don't have the ability to get to a classroom. So take somebody in Athlone or Huddersfield or Sao Paulo. It makes no difference. Mm-hmm. If there's a course that they want to do and it's not available, close to them on a Wednesday night, well, then they're not going to do it. Mm. If you want to go to, you know, and, and, you know, I can give you a ton of advantages uh, as to why online education works and a ton of reasons why classroom is just so appallingly bad. Just think about it. You go into a classroom and you've got one person teaching you for a couple of hours. You never get to ask them the the question again. You'll never see that. You'll never hear that again. Mm. You'll never be able to, all you have is the notes that you wrote down. So now go online and you have the recording. You can email the lecturer. You can look at the notes the lecturer gave you. You've got all of that. Mm -hmm. You've got the online community to support you. So the advantages are phenomenally. It's uh, more, it's more like like you have more of nearly a one-to-one experience in that regard rather than as you would say. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so there's advantages and disadvantages. How do we get onto that? (laughs) <laughs> advantages for e-commerce drawbacks for e-commerce <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the advantage you know so obviously the advantages are, there's numerous advantages oh yeah i'd agree but but and they are you know ease of ease of uh, purchase which can be a, a disadvantage by the way mm-hmm. ease of delivery you know did you know by the way something like 80 percent of all americans have a have a an amazon prime account which is more than more there's more people in america 
uh, have a Prime account than vote. That's wow. unreal. That's incredible. So just think of the phenomenal behemoth that mm -hmm. Amazon is in the States. Yeah. I think it's less so in Ireland, simply because we're a small island with five, five million people. And we mm. don't have, you know, we can't go on and get click uh, and we'd be delivered in 24 hours. Or, or actually, am I wrong about that, Philip? You said you had a... Um, no, like 24 hours it probably would be. But I, I've noticed that if I order something, generally, if it takes five days, I'm getting it between three and four. So yeah. for me, it's sort of like a day and a half, two days. Yeah. Um, which for me is great, you know, because yeah. it's probably coming from the UK or some other part of Europe, you know. Um, and uh, and once again, it's back to the whole user experience, you know, it's just, mm, it's just yeah. so easy, you know. And mm. um, well, if you think about if you think about where these these companies are going, though, Amazon have just introduced. Did you know this uh, health app? So they're going into Google space and Apple space. They've got a health app called Halo, and right. it's just. It's if they're it's it's a wearable but only on a phone. So essentially, they're saying you don't need a watch, you don't need any wearables. And mm. if you think about it, how many watches and wearables do we have stuck in drawers that we've never mm. used? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so they they've gone with an app. But think about this now. So based on this, they'll be able to say they'll be able to know where you are, what your tracking is, mm. Mm. within the future. So I know. Unless, yeah. yeah uh, so, so basically, actually, they'll be able to know whether where you went. So, hmm. did you go to uh, the hospital for that scan? And why were you in the hospital anyway? On you know, in August two thousand and twenty-two, uh, and where else were you that evening? And you know, so so we're moving into a place I think where health is health health is now going to become the arbiter of of success hmm. because health if you think about it if amazon know everything about you where you go whether you smoke because they know where you buy your cigarettes and there's probably online the kind of products you buy online have hmm. you bought a bike or or a peloton or something like that or maybe you're a runner and you've, you've they linked it up with strava or map my run mm -hmm. and now they know about your health so they now become a, an insurance company and they're going to insure you based on your health. And if you're not healthy, they'll load up the load up the price. And if you're healthy, well, then they'll reduce the price. So I'm, you know, I'm just thinking, I better go on Amazon and buy a bike now. Then there you go. There you go. <laughs> start pedaling, Emer. I'm going to have to <laughs> start pedaling. Yeah. Um, where it's going. You know, it's 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 moving. It's quite that it, it is actually quite scary because it feels like mm. Big Brother is watching you. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Big Brother is already watching. I know. China, I know. China, big I know. Way, big way. So, um, advantage and disadvantage. So, so we talked about some of the disadvantages. Yeah. Some advantages, obviously, are are all of those things that I mentioned: speed of use, uh, delivery. You don't have to. You know, <laughs> the advantages. You don't have to leave your home. That's also a disadvantage. So, there's mm -hmm. lots of advantages. Like, think about you know, delivery awesome. of your Tesco or uh or or aldi or oh yeah whoever you know that that's that's all advantages if you can't get out of the house if you're if you're uh, somewhat housebound um mm. or you you know your car breaks down and you don't have a car it it's it's a huge advantage mm. and you saw another company called buy me there's a there's a an irish company called buy me uh who do aldi and little purchase and delivery so they'll go shopping for you Wow. <gasps> I like the sign so, of that. I like yeah, the sign of that. Yeah. 
So they they know exactly what Lidl have in stock at any one time, and they have they have kids who have a car who are in college probably, and um, you want your shop weekly shopping done. You put in your list, off they go, they shop, they come back, and they they deliver it to you. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was gonna, um, um, I was going to say, Philip, you know the way like we were talking about Shopify earlier, and you're into your uh, you know buying online and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Anthony, like you know, some people might not want to invest with Shopify. I know with like WordPress, you can use like a plugin called Word, WooCommerce. Um, yeah. Do you see that? Do you see much of a difference with that? What would you advise a business to do? Do they go down the Shopify route, or do they? use a plugin like WooCommerce? Well, if they're not using WordPress, well then WooCommerce is... is yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on WordPress. And yeah, I know that. The yeah. sites are on WordPress. I don't think many people who have businesses know what the platform is, honestly. Mm. You know, I, I, <laughs> um, I think most businesses, if you think of an accountant or, a, you know, a shop who's selling televisions or bicycles or whatever it is... Yeah. So, so they, they decide, I need a website. They, they probably have never heard word, of WordPress or Shopify. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the first hurdle. The first hurdle is, is, do they really need to know what that is? And how do you educate the uh, website builders into giving them the right information? And that's going to be tricky because you know what? A website builder will know how to build a website in Shopify or in Drupal or in WordPress or whatever it is. Okay. And they're not going to tell the customer. They're going to say, oh, yeah, you have a fantastic website. Mm-hmm. And the customer won't know to say, well, in three months' time, I might want to add WordPress. How easy is it going to be with the system that you're going to build me? Mm-hmm. They're not, they, they don't have, and they, they shouldn't have, the articulation, the, the ability to ask that question. Um, so in answer to your question, should they go Shopify or WordPress? Um, they both do an excellent job. WordPress will take you a little bit more effort. Shopify mm-hmm. will be easier, but it's probably more expensive in the long run. It's about mm-hmm. a month, is it, or something like that? Yeah, but, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, you know, but if you're if you're if you're making and turning over, um, then you know there are there are companies on Shopify who are turning over in excess of hundreds of millions of, of dollars and euros. Wow, there are huge companies on there who have built a really successful business out of Shopify. Shopify just happens to be a platform. Yeah. Um, okay. But you know, if you're, if you're selling, as I said, masks, I'd go on Etsy. Even. Mm. Um, you know, it, it depends on, you know, depends on what you're selling. Yeah. It depends on what you're yeah. selling, where you are in your development. Mm. And um, do you want your own website or do you want to go on somebody else's website? With Shopify, by the way, Shopify is a platform, but you have your own website. So you have your anthonyquigley.com and you put your products on there. And Shopify happens to be in the background, but nobody even knows. Whereas Etsy, if somebody wants to buy the masks off Etsy, or sorry, off you, you have to point them to Etsy. To, to Etsy, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, So Etsy um, gets the brand. Like, I suppose that leads on to, I suppose, a couple of questions, Anthony, in that whole kind of that whole area. If there's a business listening today who are thinking, okay, we really need to start looking at the whole e-commerce side. Is there a way to take what we do and put it online? Um, from a strategic point, is there kind of steps that a business should start to undertake from planning to implementation around e-commerce and I suppose asking those sort of questions well do we want to have our own website or be selling on an Etsy type site um, and I suppose with that is it kind of then I suppose the area of 
SEO, you know, the whole keyword mm. driving traffic to your own site and the fact of having your own e-commerce on your own platform helps that process. It does. Um, so if you go onto an Etsy site, then your brand is uh, subjugated to Etsy. Basically, yeah. your Etsy are doing the branding and you yeah. have, you are just talking to customers who know Etsy. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And if you if, if if your customers have never heard of Etsy, you'll never be found. Yeah. So if you're selling masks, um, let's say Paisley style face masks, uh, and you have a website called paisleystylewebmasks.com, then you have to use something called search engine optimization in order for for Google to know you exist. <laughs> because when Google knows you exist, then they have you in what are called their, their servers. So Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Punter goes onto Google, types in, mm, where will I buy a Paisley mask? Mm-hmm. And you have to be, your site has to be able to say to Google, you put up your hand higher than somebody else and say, hey, I have Paisley masks and they're brilliant. And Google if they know about you, will go, hey, there's a website. It's called Paisley, Ma- what did I say? Paisleyfacemasks.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you will be popped up in number one. But in order to get to that position of number one, you have to understand what Google is looking for. And Google looks for certain clues. And this is what search engine optimization is about. It's, yeah. it, it's considered a, a kind of gray as opposed to dark science. Um, but it's relatively easy. You have to tell Google what you do you have to tell it in a particular way. You have to tell the pictures, tell Google what the pictures are all about and what the videos are all about. And you have to say things like um, Paisley face masks here. We're open to sell Paisley face masks, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. There are special things you have to, well, not special things. You just have to know how to talk Google mm. back to Google so mm. that when somebody types in, uh, I'd like to buy a Paisley face mask, then Google goes, I know just the person for you, they're over here, and they pop you in at number one. So that's called search engine optimization. And by the way, if you don't know how to do that, you can pay Google. So for a 30-second intro to how Google works, you go onto Google, you type in google.com or google.ie, and you type in, I want to buy a Paisley face mask. The first three or possibly four items are ads. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's there's the um, what are called organic um, results. So the organic results are what I've just described, which is I want to make sure that Google knows about my site and I want to be number one or two when somebody uh, types in facial, uh, paisley, facial paisley face mask. Mm-hmm. However, if you don't know how to do that or you don't have the time, you can just buy your way to the top. So you say to Google, if somebody types in, uh, I want to buy a face ma- a Paisley face mask, then I'll pay you to put me at the top. Yeah. Now that's, a, that's, a, that's actually a, a, an auction, a bidding auction that takes microseconds, um, nanoseconds in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there may be other people who say, no, I want to be number one. So I want to pay more than you and my ad is better than yours. And you can say, no, no, my ad is better than yours because it says Paisley and yours doesn't. And I'm oh, going yeah. to pay 
50 cents as, and you're only willing to pay 45 cents or whatever it is. You know, the, there, are, there are rules around this one. And then suddenly you're number one. Ideally, what you want to do is if you're selling the Paisley face masks, you want to be number one on organic and number one on the ads because now you've got double branding on the Google yeah. uh, website. Does that make sense? Make sense? It's like, do you know what it's like? I, I often describe it as uh, it's, you're driving into a town. Let's say you're driving into, into Athlone. And Athlone has a, a few uh, hotels and you have no place to stay tonight. And the hotel, sorry, there's a, there's a, there's a big billboard and the Hudson Bay Hotel is written up there and you go, okay, yeah. I'll go to that. Or maybe the billboard said Hudson Bay Hotel and the George Hotel and the Fred Hotel. And you go, well, I'll pick one of those. And that's essentially what you're doing with paying for advertising. You're putting your sign up there for mm-hmm. other people to see who are yeah. looking specifically for exactly what you have. Now, by the way, you know, if you, to use the same analogy, if you were driving into Athlone and you wanted to go for a swim, and imagine if you could say, I wonder where I'll go for a swim, and the billboard went, bing, there's four swimming pools, here they are. Then that's the same thing. But yeah. With Google, with Google advertising, you know that the person that you're going to advertise to is looking for exactly what you are looking for, or is looking for exactly what you're advertising. So in other words, if somebody types in blue face masks, and on the paisleyfacemask.com website, you don't have blue face masks, but then you don't advertise to them. Yeah. So you're very, very specific. And the examples they were, they were giving you know, years ago is, I, want, I'm, I live in Drumcondra, I'm looking for a plumber. Plumber, Drumcondra, Google figures out where you are, what you're looking for, and bang. And then, and then they show the results, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. If, you, if you go to uh, Seattle and look for coffee shops, you'll obviously get a different result than if you're in uh, Dublin. Um, of course, shops because Google knows where you are. Look, it, you know, mm-hmm. it probably knows about you as well because you've logged in and you've given yeah. your details. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has your history of search and so on. So, I mean, the, the way things are going forward now, I mean, uh, you know, I know mobile e commerce is really important, you know, because every like there's Philip on his phone with his Amazon app. Um, Bing. What, what, yeah. <laughs> Just there he's bought, off again. Bought, he's just <laughs> bought a pair of shorts just now. <laughs> oh, tell me they're not Lycra. Um, Pink what do you, Lycra. Andy, what do you see as the future of e-commerce for business during COVID-19 and beyond, say? Well, you've mentioned mobile. It has to be mobile. Mm. People, people don't, you know, I, I think people have used use desktop as secondary. Yes. Yeah. As, as a primary device to, to, to browse and use the internet and get connected. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about it, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, all owned by Facebook, by the way. There's something mm-hmm. like two and a half yeah. billion logins every day or a month. It's a phenomenal oh, yeah. number anyway. They, yeah. they, own, they own that. And hence the, you know, the, the huge dilemma that we have in the world around the influence that Facebook has mm-hmm. on things like the American election. Um, but if you think about all those products um, and Philips, Amazon, which I have as well, I'm trying to think uh, other products that are purely online. So I would I would do all my email online. But if it's complex, if I need to write a document, if I need to do complex searches, uh, but it's mainly writing documents and spreadsheets and so on, I do use a, ne- a, a desktop. Mm. So I'd say the first thing you need to do is have a look at your own. My, most people don't look at their own website to start mm. off with. 
Yeah. Uh, make sure it's mobile. Thing. Yeah, make sure it's mobile optimized. I was yeah. thinking like we'd been at a conference and I think you had someone up and they were talking about voice, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. No click, no click search. Yeah. Do you do that? I do that. Do you? <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> well, I don't use Alexa. I'm concerned, oh. about, the, I'm concerned about the fact that the, everything's recorded, but I do use mm. Siri. And, I, mm. and in the car, for instance, I would always, I would always um, just say, you know, Siri, phone somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I won't, I won't do it now. Um, no, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I think I'm thinking, I'm, but I'm thinking now going forward is people should have all those kind of keywords on their websites to be found by, you know, no click search as in voice. Um, and I yeah. wonder, is that the way shopping's going to go as well, you know? Well, I think, it, I, yes, it has to go there. You know, mm. we're, getting, we're getting increasingly, is it lazy or more efficient? Um, you know, there's Philip buying shorts it takes seconds. So, there's, you know, back to this advantage and disadvantage, it takes seconds and we can do it on our mobile phone. Is that a good thing or is that a, is that a, is that a bad thing? I think it's a dangerous thing if you have kids in the back of the car and they go, yeah. can we buy? <laughs> you know? Watch. Well, yeah. it's a process. <laughs> I think, I think, it's a, I think it's a much bigger societal issue going mm-hmm on which is and i mentioned facebook since the facebook have to put you into a digital bubble and only feed you stuff that um that uh you're you want to hear and probably makes you angry um, and twitter is certainly that that mm-hmm. too and if you if you i don't know whether you saw that there's a there's a company called robin hood right um they're an online so there's a there's a whole bunch of online trading apps um that have just um appeared mm-hmm. um so Big one here is, I think it's called Trade 212 or something like that. Rob, uh, Robin Hood is in the US. I've heard of Trading 212, yeah. Yeah. What's it called? I've heard of Trading 212. It's yeah, like a stockbroken app or something. Is that's, that's correct. Yeah. There's loads yeah. of them. Yeah. And basically, what's happened is, during the pandemic, and it's it, it, it primarily in the US, but it, ha- it happens in, in the UK and, and, and Ireland and across Europe a bit, which is the governments have been correctly uh, providing funds to people who are out of work. Mm. Those funds, instead of being used to generate wealth within the society by people shopping for butcher, you know, in the butchers and so on, uh, a lot of, unfortunately, teens, male teens, have been mm. using it to un, uh, trade stocks. So they're buying oh. Tesla stocks and uh, pushing Tesla and Amazon, Facebook stocks. Oh, on. And the problem is the Robin Hoods of the world, and they, they trade one, two, one, two, or whatever it's called, yeah. are using Facebook-type algorithms to... Um, encourage uh, high testosterone males to spend more money and that's that's and what's happening is that's uh, companies using um, very sophisticated algorithms to get people to spend quicker faster and more often Um, and that's one of the downsides of going this the the development of, of online altogether so yeah so you know i don't want to be so dark about it but but that's that's one of the downsides of of going down this route how did we get there mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's Emer's fault Emer asked the question I, i'm on my bike <laughs> um so could i just um yeah. we're coming to the close anthony it's no. been, we yeah. are it's hard oh. to believe, yeah i think we have probably we a, next week 
We have a, probably a couple of minutes left, um, but really, myself and Eva, we're so grateful for you. Just oh, yeah. Kind of giving us the insights into this whole kind of this space, which is exploding. Um, there is one thing before we finish that I just wanted to very quickly, I suppose, get your thoughts on, because you had mentioned at the start of the show, and it was sort of framework, you know, the, the death of retail. Um, do you see there is a, a death in retail or can retail bounce back and live side by side with e-commerce or... Because I'm just thinking of, say, like, as you mentioned, the butcher. It's an experience to go in and get your cut of meat. Yeah. You know, it's the banter as opposed to, could I see myself looking at lovely images of meats and chickens and fillets online and going and have a packet of that and I'm going to order my turkey there. And a bit the way the banks went, you know, mm. you, could, you don't go into a bank branch anymore. It's all done online. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what are your thoughts on that? Just very quickly. Well, I... I probably compared to the newspapers, which have been slowly grinding to a halt. And what's happening is there's a few small, big players. So in Ireland, it's the Irish Times and the Indo and the Examiner. Mm. Uh, and they were the offline papers and now they're the online papers. And I see the, like I haven't purchased a paper for many, many years. Mm. Um, I purchased online, but I haven't purchased uh, a newspaper. But I noticed the Irish Times the other day had about four pages in it. And I thought, wow. You know, mm. okay, exaggerate because maybe anyway, it seems small and thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so retail, I think retail is going to come to a happy medium somewhere, but mm-hmm. it's going to be smaller shops or boutique shops. Mm. You don't need to go to uh, a shop. You know, think about think about the pennies. Pennies will have will continue to have a market or Primark for people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll continue to have a market for you know, relatively inexpensive clothing. So T-shirts and, you know, what do they call it? They call it um, disposable fashion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the other end, you'll have uh, the Harrods and the Brown Thomases still have a, have a market. But I'd be afraid for the people in between who are really middlemen and the middlemen are moving online. Mm. That's, mm. That's, that, that's the, the problem. So I don't see, it's not, listen, we're not going to have, um, we're not going to have ghost towns of, of cities. But I think the city is changing. And we're seeing this, by the way, you know, to, to move away from retail a bit. We're going to see this in, in uh, office space. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, um, you know, for, for, we have an office for 70 people. We have, I think, about 60 in the company, in Code Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been a maximum of six or seven or eight people in the office at any one time wow. since the 10th of March. Wow. Um, and I don't see that changing for, you know, maybe there's going to be 20 people. Um, but people are, most people are happy, I think, working from home. They don't have mm-hmm. to commute. They don't have all that. So mm-hmm. think about retail in that space as well, which is, do mm-hmm. so I want to go on to, you know, I want a new pair of jeans. Well, the last ones I got were diesel. They were size, I won't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were my size. I know diesel will continue to deliver that same uh, quality, size, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'll just go on to ASOS and buy diesel. Yeah. Same again. Yeah. And, you know, I remember a friend of mine, Debbie, I've known for 25, 30 years, more. Um, she used to find a T-shirt and say, yeah, I like that T-shirt. I'll buy six of them. And I always thought it was amusing. And now I think it, she was so far ahead of her time. And I think, so, so in terms of retail, I think you're going to find specialist shops and top-end shops and lower end shops who do lots of stuff and places like supermarkets and butchers surviving, but 
the it's the it's the generalists are going to be in trouble. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, um, I suppose before before we before we sign off, Anthony, um, you've you've a new company now called the Corporate Governance Institute. Would you like to tell our listeners very quickly what that's about and how they can find it more? Sure, um, and thanks for thanks for asking. Um, so, as I said earlier, my space is uh, education, edtech in particular. So uh, I do niche products. So I don't do, I, you know, I wouldn't be a supermarket for different types of products. You can't learn piano and knitting and how to build a house on my sites. You learn one thing. So this new company, we our target market is directors of, on boards or people who want to be directors on boards or people who um, need to understand how a company board works. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, the target market is, is more mature people who, are, who have um, got some experience in business and are now kind of, you know, probably over 35, most likely over 45. And they're thinking about how do I now help other companies and uh, get onto boards and help them? And, and therefore, what do I need to know to understand? So that's who what we do. We 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 teach directors how to become, or we teach people how to become directors. Brilliant. And our job is to figure out if you type in training courses for board directors, how do we get to number one? And we're going through that whole process at the moment. And well, I'm. I tell you, I know you're number one anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you're very good. <laughs> uh, you know. But I want to say, Anthony, this has been great. Um, thank you for sharing some really, really good insights into e-commerce and the tips. And hey, when's round two, Philip, then? Yeah, I want to come back. I want to come yeah. back. We'll, we'll, <laughs> get you back. We'll, we'll get you back, Anthony. No doubt. There's plenty I've, loads, I've loads more. I've loads more to tell you. <laughs> okay, well then, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be getting Mr. Quigley back for a part two and maybe Definitely. a three, four, five, and six. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, Well, listen, all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again. And the other show is on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next Friday at 2 p.m., I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media person trainer. And we'll see you next time for more Let's Get Social. Bye.